0: Welcome to Shubhi and Friends Starter Book Club where we discuss books, obviously, and some random interesting facts about them. Hi, I'm Shubhi. I'm Annapurna. I'm Mary. In our last episode, we began our exploration of John Berger's influential book, Ways of Seeing. We discuss the first three chapters where Berger challenged traditional approaches to art, examined portrayal of women in Western art, and delved into the world of advertising and consumer culture. Today, we pick up where we left off. In this episode, we continue our discussion on the remaining three chapters of this thought-provoking book. So, in the the later part of the book, he's talking about what exactly oil paintings were trying to depict in that era, specifically between 1500 to 1900 uh, period. Uh, And he says that a lot of paintings were about the objects that uh, one would desire to have or what were available. And the, the chapter 5 in this book, again untitled, uh, talks about talks about uh, how a lot of these objects uh, you would think are were available in those times, but it was also a depiction of wealth in many ways to say that these objects were available to these people, uh, mostly the rich class. Uh, Uh, handily while others were desiring to have these objects for themselves and in particular he goes on to talk about a a particular painting uh, in detail which the painting is about uh, two men uh, and how uh, those men are standing there and there is a whole lot of objects being displayed at the back of the on the shelf and what is the relevance so you know he talks about that if you narrow down there is a globe the globe talks about a certain route that was taken by a certain gentleman and the arrangements that were made while he went well on that, how the profit sharing would happen, who would rule if a new land is discovered. So That's a globe, there is a navigation instrument, there is a book of records. So they talk about all these things, but the access of all these things, uh, objects was available to the sponsors who sponsored their journey. The, he also says that oil paintings were essentially a depiction of possessions that any, that they had in that, that era and how while the slavery was at the peak, if you narrow down to certain areas of some of the paintings from those times, you'll also see that how the painters have put that element in the painting as well. So that's essentially in my uh, what this chapter is about. If you put it at a very, very high level,
1: no, but it's a good segue because it's it's again about ownership, right? Ownership and power of the yeah exactly. So
0: this is again about ownership and power, and they uh, like he talks about lots of paintings of that era where they are showing the riches. So there's painting about of a woman uh, holding a whisk way scale trying to measure the gold or the pearls or the riches she has so this this chapter really argues that a lot of those paintings were created to depict riches or a certain status in the society or to create a certain narration but also some of the objects help if the paintings also help to to ensure that they are authentic so,
2: like, the that globe or that too instrument. So, again, here, there's uh, interesting parallels and contrast uh, between a lot of, you know, Western art and Indian because for us, it's not just painting, but a lot of the art is architecture. So, if you see, uh, if, if you go to temples, Hampi, or anywhere else, you'll see that a lot of the stories are told through sculpture, so we maybe don't have as many paintings as uh, Europe. We do like in Ajanta, Ellora, or there is a whole. There's tradition of paintings from uh, from smaller, uh, maybe regionally, like there's Tanjavur paintings, etc. Where, but a lot of it is is uh, religion focused as well. They do tell stories of say the Ramayana or the Mahabharat, but I think um, our introduction to art that way was a lot of temple related architecture so the other reference that we have so the first time I saw big scenes being painted was probably in the museums in Europe and I think there are this just purely from a volume perspective there's more of those than portraits maybe or that's just my impression but the portraits I think are more interesting because there's just a feeling of greater detail or or maybe it's just easier to focus on one person than a wider canvas
1: let me ask like in the temples and in the architecture and the stories that they tell is it a lot of is it more portraiture and storytelling or is it are there objects as well like this just to show like how grand the temple is
2: it's both so usually how it works is uh, there's one sort of main god that the deity around whom the temple is built so there's for example I I just visited this place called Hampi uh, where there, there are multiple temples but outside each temple it's it's telling the story of the time. So there, there's actually image, visuals of people um, and scenes from the time. So there's, ho- there's a whole scene on people from different countries coming and visiting. Um, and there's also objects in the sense that there's a whole temple structure built where each, where the set of pillars is used to generate music. So, this is so the pillars themselves are musical instruments. So, there's there's a lot of uh, you know temple architecture in India, is a whole other scene. There's a lot
0: more portray yeah. of uh, probably the kings or their family, and but that's also like the king, you won't see many yeah. of queens or princes as well, yeah, even if you, yeah. But it
2: yeah, but it was a statement they, they are usually statements of uh, talent and prosperity in that region oh. you know it's they're trying it's it's a symbol at the end of the day yeah. um, very much like the chapter that Shubi was discussing they're essentially trying to define what is cool right uh, if this person who's this successful has this much money owns these things, maybe those are the things that are making him cool so if I get them, i will i become as cool it's the same concept i can't believe we're still living <laughs> with it but it's just interesting to know that it's uh that's how it existed yeah so
0: this chapter also says that a lot of those paintings were about who commissioned and uh what they wanted to depict so artists would not really bother to showcase a reality he would just want to complete work. yeah and A lot of times when you look at the uh, the the, it's mostly carvings in the temple less of of paintings i guess there are a few yeah in in the uh in the red fort where there are paintings but mostly it's carvings to depict what was what was prevalent at that time but mostly showing prosperity it never showed Anything else? Yeah. It all only showed to show yeah. how advanced were they with the kind of musical instruments, or the way people dress, or even you know, uh, some a lot of these temples also have people posing in very sexually provocative manner. Which again after reading this book, I kind of believe was also to showcase that you know this is how beautiful our women were, or. Uh, these are the poses that we, we also knew about and we were practicing maybe just to show them yes. the sexually <laughs> very advanced maybe. No. So the last part about yeah. this book, let's just quickly talk about it, which is about publicity. Uh, and it's a very simple concept that they are using in this chapter If you put it in one line which is you know the book
2: is old when they're calling it publicity right the second i was (laughs) yeah sorry exactly
0: No, no 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 i know what you mean and i think in this book they're very simply saying that the publicity or as we now call it uh the whole marketing conceptualizing and all those jargons is all about uh, making the consumer feel that they want it and yep. in some ways they can afford it. It's not so, at some, and somewhere they are saying that they'll, in the publicity, they'll never show a beach which is very tough for someone to reach, but, but rather show something that, that is easy, unless the idea is to make that. As a as a goal for for an individual like having a Mercedes car, which is little not so commonplace place here in India, maybe it's little commonplace place in US. So you may not be able to relate to it, but out here having a Mercedes, BMW, or all those costly uh, Lexus is is not so commonplace. place. So more of those, so those ads are carefully placed at places where they believe these people would reach a few years and would be able to afford to create a sense of goal in their mind that when you reach and you have this money, this is what you'll buy.
2: I also thought this was really well done. Um, uh, I know that they, they say publicity, I'm assuming they mean advertising, uh, which, you know which is what they're talking about um i i especially like the really smart way of how they um, explain publicity or advertising is a promise he it says uh, uh, it's an indication of what you don't have and how getting something will or having that is fulfilling a promise and will make you happier which is exactly what All advertising is like everything tells you that your life is empty because you don't have this, you get this and you will be happier, which is why we have all the lotions and the shoes (laughs) and the curtains that we have. But uh, I think that is a terrific way of uh, explaining. Um, Also, the other fact that I thought was really cool was uh, how, uh, again, they talk about essentially about consumerism and how... Uh, all the advertising has made uh, consumerisms like a symbol of democracy uh, where uh, uh, the more options you have it means you live in a place which allows free enterprise which allows consumerism therefore is a more democratic setup. So that I thought was a really cool explanation uh, of what it does. And also I thought historically what was relevant was Um, how advertising or symbols of brands uh, became symbols of progress. Like if McDonald's launched in your country, it meant you made it. Or it did for us, Mary, when it did come. Or, you know, and just um, even if you see in movies, uh, you know you've moved ahead in time or the city is prosperous if it has lots of shiny billboards. Uh, which, you know, is is something that advertising and consumerism has managed to do.
1: I think it's interesting, uh, though, that now I feel like some of that has come, just to to piggyback on something that you said about, like, you've made it if McDonald's comes. Now it feels like it's come so full circle that people protest when there's going to be a Starbucks that opens in France or a McDonald's is coming to a particular, you know, country that it hadn't been in before and how it was, you know, it's terrible that that, that this, you know, this organization is coming,
0: or this company is coming yeah. in. I, I do think that's interesting. Yeah. 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 So uh, I guess like uh, Anaputa said, uh, it's been 50 years since this last chapter was written about publications. And So many things or concepts have not changed. They have become, in fact, larger in the sense now using a certain cream will help you be happy. Even a cream or owning a phone or everything is about that concept. And then there are books which say that don't chase them. They will not bring happiness. So, you know, there is both happening and somebody... who who kind of reads about both the concepts, then you are like, what exactly is happiness as well? So, which is altogether a different discussion. But what I'm trying to say is that there's just so much publication, advertising, or whatever we want to call it, on the both sides of the information right now. So, things have only gone, I would say, down than better in terms of how consumerism is being projected and how much people are being motivated or forced by more and more things every day.
1: And how people themselves have become the brand, right?
0: That too, yeah. yeah. That too, nowadays people are brands. Yeah.
2: Yeah. There was also, I think what's also interesting is they do a whole section of um, how advertisers have understood art better than historians and they talk about how they use the concepts from oil painting a lot of that even now in advertising one is where they actually use the actual art to give credibility to a product so if you have that painting in the background it's just there's a dignity uh, to the product but the whole idea of um, I think a beach symbolizes new life that's a concept that advertising borrowed from uh from paintings from oil paintings uh, the use of women's legs mm-hmm. apparently is common <laughs> on how that you know uh, depicts sexiness and and a bunch of other things where they talk about uh, um, how some themes that were there in oil paintings were happily just copied by advertisers and still continues today today so that so every time now that i see some of those topics i'm like this is standard it's not some major brainwave that the uh, creator had
0: yeah yeah so from that perspective i think it was a really great book to read yeah. that you realize uh, something uh, That you have been feeling has always been there in some way in the history even if as a women or you know as a projection of women or projection of publication or advertising or social digital marketing whatever we call it has always been there in different forms and the the essence of it has not changed it's just the way we have we are now doing it so the first question I have for all of us is how well did we like the book overall? Uh, maybe we can start with you. Um,
1: I rated the first chapter a two and then the rest of the book like a seven. <laughs> and I will th- I can talk about that in a minute.
0: Sure. Hub, what about you?
2: No, I loved it. It's a nine... I feel like I'll go back to it. I think since I read it the first time, I've read it twice or thrice now. Um, There's there's a lot of topics that it's helped me think about. So I, I think it's terrific.
0: Okay, uh, I would rate it as it. I found it, like when you read it first time, I read a page and then I feel like there's just too much in it. Uh, so I go back to each line and I want to understand it. I have actually underlined parts in the book which where I really don't know what he meant. Uh, the part where he says, even the part where he says in the first chapter, uh, so am I saying do not visit galleries anymore because there are enough reproductions which you can watch to at home? I really didn't understand his answer to it.
2: I had that problem too. Sometimes I felt like the more I read it, the less I understood.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So even while watching this video I thought video might be able to help me. Uh but really it did not. So there were some parts of the book that's the but then the overall information or you know, the perspective you I got out of it, that's why I kind of read this book at eight. The next question I have is, how about the writing quality? What was your rating? And Mary, I know we have to come back to you to understand why chapter-wise rating. But let's first talk about what do you feel, Mary, about the writing quality?
1: Actually, I think this, this is the reason why I rated different chapters differently.
0: <laughs> um,
1: the, the, like you said, there were many times where I was like, what the heck is this word salad mean? Like, I have no idea what they're getting at. And I felt it was really ironic, particularly in the first chapter, when they're talking about how art has become more democratic and their language was so not democratic. It was so like you had to be like a college professor in order to understand what the heck they were trying to talk about, you know, so... The writing quality got better for me. Um, it got more accessible in the in the other chapters, and I realized after I read it a couple times that the first chapter was actually based on an essay not by John Berger or Berger, however he yeah. pronounces, but by an academic <laughs> yeah. um, who had written before. So um, I think that's the reason why I have. I had different reactions to the writing of the book. I mean, overall, I think um, the writing got better in the, in the third on chapters, better in the sense of like clear writing to a more general audience, not just another bunch of art historians um, and provided like lots of good um, analysis of, of paintings that helped you see their point Um, but i still think it was pretty it was pretty dense and and not easy to read even the even the other chapters chapters you know three through seven
0: so what's your number
1: oh sorry um the writing i would say five um it wasn't that it was bad it was just Hard and and hard to understand, and if you're trying to get a point across, I don't think that you have to necessarily be dumb it down. But I think you have to be aware of who you're trying to speak to. Yeah.
0: What about you, Ada Pula? No, it's what Mary said makes
2: me think because I'm maybe I'm I'm trained in the more complicated it is, the smarter it must be, which is not the case. First. Uh, yeah, also to think about the fact that this book was written in 1972, maybe that has some bearing on why it was written that way. Uh, um, I I don't know if you remember this, but in the first chapter, they, may, they write a whole explanation. There's an instance that they talk about on how the use of adjectives completely changes the narrative. Uh, I think in avoiding that or in avoiding seeming frivolous they went in the opposite direction and it did get too serious sometimes um but like like you said as we moved on i think the chapter on women uh, that that was really i think easy enough to read the chapter on publicity was again i think was really relatable as well which is why it was easy enough to read so it is it's it's not a it's it's not You know, it's not RK Narayan, it's not that simple, if that's what we're looking for. But, uh, yeah, I think 7, I would rate it 7 on quality.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, for me also, it's probably uh, 5 or 6 for similar reasons that you both have stated. It was hard, too full of information, and when the information is too much, I feel like... Uh, probably a bit of more structure to it would have helped to understand what he is saying. I am still not sure if I have understood his point of view or is it just my interpretation of his point of view. Also, uh, the chapters where there are just paintings, which is kind of what was the idea behind that, just the paintings. And for somebody who is not into art history that much and it's probably their first book, uh, what exactly was that chapter? About? It's to say that you know there are so many of these, and let's talk about it. But then to, uh, it was kind of, like a lot of them didn't even have a, didn't even have a title to tell me what this painting is, and uh, I really didn't know what to do with that information.
1: Yeah, and it wasn't it wasn't the author's fault too, but I felt like the reproduction of those of those paintings was so small and so unclear I wasn't um that was that's a publication issue not a author issue but I was like what well, I can't even tell what I'm looking at <laughs> you know
0: yeah no I know but I also what I'm also trying to say a lot of them like a lot of those photographs didn't have a title which is probably an author thing and I didn't know when he's just publishing book just publishing photographs. In a chapter, and anyways, those chapters are all titleless. What is it that I am, I am supposed to look at? If even if he is like setting me up for a next chapter, mm-hmm. but what exactly is he setting me up for? Uh, even if I go back and refer, it was not easy for me to see which painting uh, in the earlier chapter he might be talking about now. So I did not know that uh, probably there is something to it, but I still don't know maybe
2: it's linked to the episodes and also Mary to the to your point I completely agree I read the book on the kindle reader which was useless for the images I read the book which also is not great for the images it turns out if you read it on the kindle app on an ipad then you can actually zoom in and see the images so that's the only way to yeah
0: but if you zoom in, can you like associate why has he put that image there? No,
2: not why. It's just that the image is, is the not
0: image. yeah, like a small... So why yeah. was why is this image? You know, that is the question which was not clear but in, in the chapter full of images. Uh, so they're
2: art ignorant, should be...
0: Completely agree. <laughs> <laughs> so would we recommend this book to others? Yes.
2: At the risk because I'm a woman and I'm thinking of how someone would perceive me, if I recommend this, I'm sure they'll think I'm a bit of a snob, but I don't care. I <laughs>
0: I would maybe you I
2: want to perceive desktop. I think that problem was solved long ago. But I <laughs> I do think this is this this is an important book. It it made me think, which which is I think that uh, which uh think and want to read and learn about many things um and also it it helps you validate some of the things that you felt for a really long time it helps to know that you many things that you think are not just your fault it's because media told you <laughs> and and it's and you're you know, thoroughly, um, and your ideas are not really yours, but I think it's it, I think it's an important book. I would recommend it to you know. I would I would ask my friends to read to it. Yeah. It.
0: Yeah. Sure. Same for me as well. Uh, also, because I would want to know what did they get out of it. Because I guess each one of us is getting very very different thing out of this book as well. For me, it has been just you know my first book on artist.
1: Yeah, I don't know that I would recommend it wi- widely um to my friends. I think similar um I I I'm so glad that I read this book. I I have to say and I'm glad that we are we're, we're discussing it. Um but I I would be I'm a little nervous about recommending it um maybe Annapurna, to your point because what does that say about me (laughs) that I'm recommending this book because it's difficult. Um, and it's, it's something that I think is hard to do on your own. Um, so that would be where, where I would struggle recommending it. Maybe it would be something that I would recommend to a group of friends to say, read it together and then discuss it, you know, But just as a like a it's not one of those books that I've read where then I walk up to anybody in my life and say, this book, you have
2: to read this book, you know? I've done it with two or three people already, Mary. So
1: I wow. I would I wanna know what they what their take is on it when they're when they've done reading it.
0: So that's it for this episode of Shubhi and Friends Start a Book Club. Next week, one of us will be bringing a thought-provoking question about books in general to the group. Don't miss out. Remember to like us on Instagram and subscribe to our channel on whichever medium you are listening to us. I am Shubhi.
2: And we are her friends.
1: And we started a book club. Goodbye for now.
0: Oi!